What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of your Toronto Blue Jays? It's Anthony on Heffy recording live and direct from the Billy Shears podcast studio. And I'm joined via technology by a homeboy from Jaysville, Mr. Ball Walker. What's up, buddy, buddy? Yeah, how's it going, buddy? Excited Fuck, man. I've had fucking up. better days. Yeah, apparently those kids tire out. I Fuck. I, you know you're old when ah, you crack a beer with one hand without even trying. What's up, buddy? Good to What's see up? you. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. All right, Ba. Yeah. What what's good, my man? How have you been? Uh pretty good, pretty good. It's been fucking hot out there, I'm not gonna lie to you. So uh trying to stay out of the heat and get as much sports as I can. Now Euros are over, so it's kind of those dog days where it's just baseball, you know what I mean? Slow. I know what you mean. How were the Euros? Did you watch? No, I didn't. Is that some kind of big tournament? <laughs> I think so. I think it's the second biggest soccer tournament of yeah. like the calendar fuck you this guy's yeah, italian man. by the way this guy's being modest right now i'm just saying the azuri did me proud mamma mia we fucking did it oh my god you anyway. know i never I, I never held the euros in high regard for a long time i always you know the world cup is the big mama but you know i just the euros italy, italy's never been like super great at i think they always busting out the world and that's it but uh, after watching them for years, dec- nay, decades, fucking losing the big game, it was finally good to see them win, win the big game. Yeah, uh, I've always liked Euros. Uh, I became like a Portugal bandwagon fan a couple, like the when they won it, because I was just surrounded by Portuguese people. That was a blast going downtown TO and celebrating. But, I mean, if it's not Canada, it's Ireland or Germany, and then maybe England third. So I wasn't heartbroken when you guys beat them, but I definitely wanted England to kick your ass. You know, I, I to be honest, I I love British culture. I am you won't find a non-Brit more British than me. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. But um, if if it wasn't Italy, uh, England, I would have been happy if England won. Even though, uh, as long as Portugal didn't win, I was going to be fine. Okay, okay. Well, you know what, man? Enough of the Euros. Enough. Let, That's let's, right. What are, we, what are we here for? What are we here for? That's right. Let's go, baby. Let's go. You know what? Ba, last episode released, Welcome to the 500 Club. Did incredibly well, so thank you for listening. But, Bob, we are stuck in this fucking limbo of 500 baseball. It, it hurts my baseball boner. What's up, man? Yeah, so they're 45 and 42 right now. And uh, I got to be honest with you, the offense is still buzzing. I mean, we're still winning games with five or more runs that we're averaging, but uh, relief pitching, closing out games is a major issue for this team. El Jefe. Come, when, when, when we're down one run or two runs or something like that, and we need those um, desperate innings in the end, we're not getting it. Yeah, I have to agree. Well, when we look back at the month of June and what was for the Toronto Blue Jays, the biggest outlining factor, there's two factors, and we touched on it in the last podcast, hitting incredible, pitching horrible. We yeah. talked about it, you know, getting some new arms in, getting some guys back from injury. You start to see uh, the Jordan Romanos come back. Um, but, you know, it wasn't like the, 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 the only answer we needed. We went on paper, beginning of the season, the bullpen looked elite. You had guys like they signed, like Kirby Yates. You had guys returning, like, Dolis and Romano, you thought, wow, excuse me, you thought for sure that the, these, this Jays bullpen would be a strong suit and starting pitcher would, would be the issue. Now, in retrospect, looking, what are we, like um, 80 games into the season, the official halfway point of the season, the starting pitcher's pitching has been maybe a B plus, maybe B, B plus so far. The hitting's been outstanding. It is the relief pitching, the mid to relief pitching that's been the exactly worse the the shits if you will for the toronto blue jays yeah i completely agree with you i mean except for right now robbie ray when he wants to fucking turn it on uh pitching's been average but it's such a turnaround at episode one episode two man we were praising the relief pitching at the very start of the season such a dramatic like turnaround here they cannot close out games like i said before i just looked at the stats too um we are six and ten in one run contest, seven and twelve in two run contests. We're two and five in extra innings. So it's not looking good for a playoff team to have those kind of stats. Now we are fourteen and nine in blowout wins with five runs or more, which is kind of the 
how we get our wins predominantly. Definitely a cool stat. But when you're losing that many games, I mean, we're talking about like we're eight games back right now. You you put yourself in winning columns in, in those first two columns that you were talking about. Yeah, and that puts us if not in not first, then it puts us in second place in the division. The LA, uh, the LA, wow, the AL East is, you know, it was supposed to be a banger at the beginning of the season. It is it is right now looking like a marathon. You you none of these teams like Tampa's sprinted. Now Tampa's coming back to earth. Boston, which a team that nobody really gave it them that much credit Oops. this year. Yeah. yeah, they're in first, which is mind blowing. And I don't know if they have enough to to make it through the whole season. I think you'll start to see them peter off. This is a Jays' chance to actually do something and be more productive. I hope it can happen. There's a lot to go in. Let, let's get kind of dig in, dig our heels in, and talk about it a little bit more. Um, for me, you, you mentioned Robbie Ray. I thought I think Robbie Ray right now is playing. He is right now the ace of this team. Hinjin Ryu is not, you know, has been probably lackluster, probably having an off season overall. Uh, I, I took a peek at some of his not, some of his numbers for this season already. At eight wins, five losses, you think to yourself, okay, that's pretty decent. It's okay, you know, you're in the win column. But when you talk about um, close to ten, uh, not uh, no, not compete, not complete games, that's a pretty big deal. Your win loss record as a pitcher as six um, six fifteen is not ace numbers compared to what he was pulling last last season. An ERA at three and a half, you know, again nothing impressive. Um, so kind of he kind of looks very average. And the money they're paying this guy, he needs to be the ace. He was the ace last year. He just seems to be lost. I don't know if he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. He is a more injury-prone guy. I fucking hate that term. But he is a little bit more of an injury-prone guy. Maybe he's dealing with some shit right now. Who knows? Any thoughts on Rayu? Yeah, um, it's kind of weird to me, too, because he started off the season kind of well. And then I have no, like, it doesn't look like he is. But when they crack down on the substances, that's when he started to kind of shit the bed, really. And he hasn't been the same since. I'm not saying he was using any substances. It never looked like it. But I, I don't know. It, it's really weird for him. Like, obviously, Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray is the starter right now. Um, Ryu is definitely not having the same numbers that he had last year. He needs to step it up. But, you know, we'll talk about it later, the relief help we're getting in. I, I hope it helps with him because we need, what, five, six innings from Ryu maybe? If we can hope I mean, right now with the way that they're pitching, it seems like the starting pitching needs to pitch seven in- innings, which, yeah. I mean – I, I feel like for like the history of baseball, a start going seven innings is like average. Yeah. It's been the last couple of years where baseball's like, okay, two times through the order, maybe two and a half times, and then that's it. Like back back to like regular scheduled programming. It's looking like the Jays are gonna try to push their starters and get seven innings out of it. Mm-hmm. But if Robbie Ray pitches every game, we'll be okay, I think. Yeah, he doesn't but, want uh, to walk anymore, apparently. Yeah, I mean all he wants to do I um I was listening to the broadcast and they were talking about how He's dropped his changeup and uh, his curveball out of his rotation, and he's basically a two-pitch pitcher with an amazing amount of success with it. So I'm pretty impressed with the way he's playing right now. If you got to be a two-pitch pitcher to be successful, do it. I, I was impressed with that game right before the All-Star break. Like he looked what a beauty. Good. He looked good, confident, just calm. I mean, that's exactly what we need. You look at him, uh, um, Alex Mahona. Manoa, Manoa, uh, pitching incredibly well for a rookie. This yeah. guy's campaign is looking so good. He his slider is so filthy. He's striking out the next batter already. Like it's so incredible. This guy's slider, and I, I, I hate to curse him with this name, and I actually want to bring this name up later in the broadcast, but okay. reminds me a lot of Aaron Sanchez first couple seasons with the Jays. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you know what? Besides Manoa, too, we were kind of singing uh, Steve Matt's praises before. He's been okay-ish. Did you know Started the season really hot. We thought, wow, amazing. We went down, I think he was on a 10-day DL with, with a tightness in his forearm. Yeah. But you see what happens when he comes back. But even, you know, Matt, Striflin, um, Ryu, uh, fuck. Who am I? Who did I just name? I can't remember his name now. Mahoa, Manoa. Oh yeah, Manoa. That, that gives you five reliable starters. Maybe you work with that. 
that it seems like Tim Mays is having this season resurgence or a career resurgence this season. So you look like you looks like he might be something decent in the, in the relief. Plus you pick up four new pitchers, yeah. which is always good news, including the return of the Axeman, John Axford. So not looking not bad. I know we're going to talk about it later. I'll, I'll yeah. Say. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. <laughs> I want to talk a, bit, a little bit about the pitching. Um, like overall, where where you put, where do you see this? Do you see this as a turnaround point in the season, or could possibly be a turnaround point in the season for the Jays? Four new arms in the bullpen, plus returning arms in the bullpen, and a lot of guys who maybe shouldn't have been in the bullpen move back down to uh, the the minor affiliate. So, yeah, it seems like a lot of reclamation projects. Like Baroki is going to be coming back after the All Star break, like you were just alluding to. I think that the Jays aren't done acquiring pitching pieces. No, I don't think we're going to get Kimbrel or like anyone massive or not. I think they're just going to keep acquiring depth at pitching. And I think if the new relievers and um, like pitchers we bring in and these new guys, they can help us out in these last innings. Like like some of the guys have looked actually kind of well in just the one or two games. Um, I, I think our pitching will be okay, but I don't, man, I don't know. The playoff is a question mark for me. Yeah. It, I don't know if this bullpen has enough juice for a playoff stretch. Yeah. I think if you get into like um, a one game playoff or something like that, wild card position, you might be able to shock some people. I mean, if, if it's a one game playoff and you roll out Robbie Ray as hot as he is, and then maybe you see what um, some like um, who's a new submarine pitcher, um, Adam Simber. Yeah, Simber. You know, you, you, you do something like a little like Tampa Bay Rays ish. Where you're like you, you just look good enough to get out of a one game playoff, possibly against Boston. Yeah. You know, I think I think you might be able to do something. But does this team have a long playoff run with the roster right now? I don't know. The, the run support, I don't think it will be there. So there's that. Yeah, uh, just you know, still errors. I mean, those uh, records that I brought up, like we when it comes to playoff ball, it's going to be close, contested. Like there are innings that you need to shut out guys, and I just. I don't know. Like, like I actually, you know what? I was thinking about it when you're asking me how I was feeling going into the all-star break. I'm actually feeling okay with this team. Like I think, you know, they kind of did what I thought they were going to do in the last 10, 12 games. But I, I, man, I don't know that that playoff is just still a question mark. Like, I I don't know about this pitching. I, and I don't think they're going to acquire, like they're not the way that Atkins runs this team and everything. They're not going to acquire a rental piece. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for them to to get a rental uh, unless fact, this piece is so good. So I'm I'm thinking they're just hoping to get into these wild cards. Like we're six and a half games back of Tampa Bay, they're the leader wild card, and we're four and a half games back of Oakland. So I think right now this team, our sights are just set on Oakland, and that's what we're going for. I'll I'll tell you this interesting little um, where are they now stat. Mm. I'm not even where are they now. How are they now? The Jays on the Jays active roster they have 29 pitchers of those 29 pitchers 15 of them are on the injured right injured list right now yeah that is insane when you think half your staff is on that is bad news for any and you know it hits hits on by you pitches that's the tough part now we'll talk about some of these traits here because uh my boy one of them thick boys mr rod telez gone Gone to my maybe my second favorite team, the Milwaukee Brewers. Only yeah, Brewers are sick. Yeah, Brewers, yeah. Are. Brewers are sick. Also, really, really cool stadium. Uh, FYI, if you ever have a chance to go check out Miller Field, I was so blown away. One of the few ballparks with a slide in it, but uh, cool. And uh, where the dome has a retractable roof, they have like retractable walls. It's like so crazy. It's it's a cool stadium if you have a chance to check it out. But um, Roddy Telez, longtime Blue Jay. He was here before, before Shackens had, had arrived, before all these young, great guys, young talent had showed up. He has been with the team for a long time. And in the minors, he was busting nuts in the minors for a long, long time. Finally gets a call up last year to be a full-time player. And uh, one and a half seasons as a full-time Blue Jay before they ship him out. Um, I like the return. I think it, it's a very impressive return for Roddy Telez. And I can't remember the pitcher that he sent, but a minor league pitcher. I uh, got Simbrel back and and uh, Crawford, sorry Dickerson, um, which is a steal. Like 
Corey Dickerson's a really good outfielder on a really good outfielding team. So defensively, I can see him helping out if Jonathan Davis isn't isn't available or for whatever reason not doing it with the bat. And also a left-handed bat they got in return. I think this is a win-win trade for the Jays. Bob, your thoughts? I absolutely love the trade when it happened. Um, didn't didn't we get Bowden Francis and, and Trevor Richards from that trade? You're 100% correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's why I was just thrown off for a sec. Um, yeah, I absolutely. You know what, Rowdy Telez, I'm like you. We, we both liked him. I enjoyed him as a J. I'm cheering for him with the Brewers. He didn't go to a team I hate, but great return. As much as I still don't kind of like Atkins, this this was a good trade for us. Uh, these two relief pitchers, um, Trevor Richards, like his first Jays appearance, not bad. Like not well, bad. Really, right? struck, really good. Yeah, struck out one. Uh, perfect inning. Like he's looking good. And then Bowden Francis, I mean, the stats on this guy uh, looking pretty decent. So no complaints here. You're going to make trades like that and you, and address the needs that we need right now. It's massive. I agree. Um, moving on with a trade. So uh, Francis comes in, Richards comes in on that on that deal. Um, we already mentioned John Oxford returned to the Blue Jays looking pretty good. Uh, they also picked up um, Riley Hovis. Yep. Um, so we'll, I, I don't know if he's going to be a, an active roster guy. I think he might be a filling kind of guy. But another another arm can't can't hurt the Jays. Four new relief pitchers. I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, he's playing with the Fisher Cats right now. I mean, he drafted in 2015 Miami. Um, not too impressive right now with the Fisher Cats, but it's just a, a depth move right now. But more importantly, you just completely slide and disrespect John Axford because this guy's hitting 98 miles per hour on the fucking radar gun still. You know what? <laughs> the, the time off might have been good for him. Yeah. The thing about John Axford that scares me, like, He's a big guy, Canadian guy. I'm happy that that the Jays um, he was returned to the Jays. My biggest fear with these guys, these you know, maybe take a year off or whatever, is that there are they. I feel like they're one pitch away from blowing up their arm. You know, not as much play in the arm as you. I mean, these guys are all experienced weather guys, so I'm sure they they're taking care of themselves. But it really worries me that in crunch time, he might blow a wheel and we might be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, expectations need to be, you know, kind of simmered a bit because he hasn't played professional, like, major league ball since 2018. He had, it was the, uh, like, bone chips or something, wasn't it, that kept him out? In of his the- elbow, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, 38 years old, he's he's looking good, no doubt, but, again, it's just a depth piece, so. Yeah. For, you know, what, what we're paying him and what, what we're getting, fuck me. Well, it's, it's a win in that sense. My biggest concern with a guy, guy like this, sorry, what I should say is, what I really hope they would take a look at is a guy like Aaron Sanchez. And I don't know if Aaron Sanchez has a bitter taste about the way that things ended in Toronto for him. But yeah. he, when, uh, when, he, when he left the major leagues, he had a pretty serious injury. He had all the last year rehab. I don't know what the, the status is on him right now. But he's definitely a guy, and I'm going to bring up another name in the offseason, that could be returning to the Jays. And I think both these guys in this new-look Jays might be amazing. One being Aaron Sanchez. Second is the Stroh Show. I think Marcus Stroman has a possibility of becoming a Blue Jay. Uh, you know, we all we know how he has this infinite love for the city. But I'm thinking that it's a possible off-season signee. And I don't even think the money would be insane on on Stroman. I know that he's looking for money, but I don't think the money would be too crazy. If you're going to give guys like Steve Matz and Robbie Ray, like you're not going to give Taiwan Walker the money that he won in the offseason, which was next to nothing. Yeah, that's crazy Maybe. how he's playing too. Yeah. So I'm not too sure. I know that he's doing well, but I, I can't. I, I'm not too sure on what Taiwan Walker. Well, doing. I know, but he would definitely be helping us where with what we have. Like I, I just didn't understand. That seemed like a sure thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And he wanted a city, but I, I guess whatever. I could, they couldn't figure out something. Yeah. Um, so, so do you want Stroh show back? Out of all honesty, yeah, because I know, I know, I know the breakup was messy, but man, that guy's passion and his like will to win. Doesn't this team need that in the pitching staff? Because you got you got like Ray, who's you know cool as a cucumber, Ryu, who are uh, yeah, Ryu, who's really I don't know, like mellow, like you don't have any of that fire, and you like I look at the pitching staff, I don't see anybody. It just feels kind of vanilla is what I'm saying. I think they need a little punch in there. 
Yeah, you know what, man? The more you talk about it, it's actually good too because you bring that up and not only them, but Charlie as well. Like it, it's not Gibby running out to the plate. There's not that aggressive kind of behavior that we're used to. And I think, I mean, if, if you're going to be honest, Stro, uh, the young guys would love him. Like he would definitely fit in with this uh, locker room. I think it's a, it's a guy who he's play, he can pitch in the big game if you need him. He's he it's not like he's unfamiliar with the situation. The guy can throw. The guy is good under pressure. The guy wants to win. This team is priming themselves to win. That is a big deal. So I like the idea. Of, I mean, obviously there's like a little bit of fanfare, of course. You know, like I think Stroman was like, I think he was underappreciated at the time, and then when. When Atkins was kind of going in and shredding out all those old guys, I mean, you know, he was kind of like a casualty. You know, he was like the kid in a, in a divorce. So, unfortunately, he got pushed around. He got sent to the Mets, which don't get me wrong, like, I like the Mets a lot. Like the Mets are one of my favorite National League teams, but the Mets aren't the Yankees, and that's where he wanted to go if if you could. And I think it was a big fu sending him to the to the Mets as like, yeah, yeah you want to go to New York, we'll yeah. send you to New York. Yeah, that would definitely so, piss him off, and you know it did too. You know it did for sure. Yeah. So yeah, and and you know the talk was there was some talk coming out. Actually, there's a name thrown out there when the Jays were talking about showing up some third base, and the talk was Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. And, yeah. You know, I can't see that Josh Donaldson being a Blue Jay ever again, regardless that his wife is is from Toronto, whatever. Um, I think Josh Donaldson was burned so bad and was so disgusted with the way that the team treated him that he would burn the Jays any way he could. Not the fans, of course. I mean, the fans would feel the effect. But if he had a chance to end the Jays' run or anything like that, I think he would do it because the way that uh, Jays' management really really didn't care for him at all. They didn't treat him like the MVP caliber player that he is. They he treated Alex, him like a schmuck. Yeah, he was Alex's guy. That's why. Yeah. And, you know, this Josh Donaldson is, is a legit player, late bloomer, so I get it. He just signed a four-year deal in Minnesota. I don't think, to be honest, I don't think anyone's going to touch him because of the money he's making. But if, if at the end of the day, if this guy's going to help you win, why not bring him in? I don't see him as a great fit in Toronto right now. But I wouldn't say no because where would Josh Donaldson bat on this batting order? Yeah, exactly. In the fucking number seven position. Yeah. Sure, a former MVP who has high-level competitiveness, batting number seven, put me in, coach. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I actually just saw that the other day, too, the Josh Donaldson talk. Um, I don't see it ever happening again. You know what? Yeah, he, he's definitely going to be a little consummate professional to the fans and talk about how he enjoyed his time. But he was Alex's guy. He would definitely love to end our playoff run, kind of stick it to us because, you know, he didn't win it with us. But yeah. I, I would love yeah. like John, the bringer of rain. Like that was my guy. I I almost I was so close to getting his jersey and all that stuff. Like I have his bobblehead. Just I I don't ever see it happening. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree. So okay, moving on. Um, I want to bring up that we in our last episode we talked about this easy seven game stretch that we really need the Jays to win all those games to kind of get themselves back in the running. Uh, you said that the Jays were going to win nine games three uh, with three losses. I was more ambitious. I said 11 wins. Yeah. Uh, out of 12 games, the Jays went eight and four. How did you feel about that stretch? Um, I mean, you and I were kind of texting at the start of it. We were pretty pissed off, and then they kind of turned it around, and that one game came back and won. But yeah. you know what? It sucks to say, and I know in a way it's kind of unrealistic, but they should have been closer to you. Your 11 wins. I, I don't like that I was more, like right. I was being more conservative with the run, but you're not going to get a better lineup. Like you've spoken about them, like Boston, who's taken off their first. We play them 10 times in three weeks right now. So the schedule is not like it was before. You had that time. If you could have had the 11 wins give us maybe another two, three game kind of window so much better looking going into this Texas series, Boston. Like it's, it's a way tougher schedule and different ballparks. So get ready. Te Texas is shit. They should swoop have Texas. No problem. Yeah. Like you're exactly right. Like th those are the games you need to win. They're not winning those games. The, I think the first game in that series, they're like, they had lost the first game against Baltimore. I was like, fuck me. Like, how is this happening right now? It's, I was so disappointed by it. Um, eight wins is still eight wins. I'll take eight wins over seven or six wins or whatever the case would be, would have been. But it's really heartbreaking to think that the Jays 
really fumbled this as a team. This is I don't, I don't want to say easy games because Baltimore is a good team on paper. They're yeah. just not playing very well. What do you know? What happened with Chris Davis? Did they kill him? <laughs> like, I, I does he still play for the team? What happened to Chris Davis? Yeah, he he's on that Stephen Robidaw Island, buddy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I you know what they they had to win it, and I wanted to be frustrated, but with what's been going on with Toronto sports, you know what? Like you said, it, it was over five hundred ball. I mean, we're still in it. This team, I'm still giving them. They're young. This bullshit playing in Florida now, playing in Buffalo, just like the schedule. So, for where they're at, I and if the guys who are injured are coming back and they play well and the pitchers we're bringing in play well, like we can just keep momentum off this. You're right. Like let's this Texas series that we're playing right away. This is such a good start after Vladdy, woo MVP baby all star youngest yeah, yeah, yeah. all star. Like if this team just keeps buzzing, then yeah, this this is gonna be great looking back in hindsight in future episodes it won't be as bad fair to say with that being said talking about people coming back from injury um mr springer dinger is finally full-time in the lineup not full-time in the outfield but full-time in the lineup i uh, had that one scare where he uh kind of looked like he kind of rolled his ankle a little bit but in the lineup um the last his last uh, 53 at bats over the last 15 games have him seven runs in, 11 hits, three home runs, uh, eight RBIs, and 10 walks. Not incredible $150 million contract great, but batting fourth, kind of weird. I like I like what Montoya is doing with this. I think Coach Chuck is really saying, hey, I'm not putting all the pressure on Springer. I want him to feel feel himself in the lineup. Get get into his sway and then creep him up that lineup and and then eventually have him hitting leadoff. You don't want to take leadoff away from Semyon. He is on fire right now. Maybe yes, the he, top second baseman in the league. So you can't you can't budge him yet. Bring me back, but quickly, do do you resign Semyon? Do you give him whatever? Like, what do you think? Okay. That thirty years old? Like honestly, you I would what? take him back. So what? What is he? He's like making eighteen million this season. Yeah. If he finishes the the season as hot as he's played for the first half of this season, you really you have to give him term. You have to, and you have to give him. He probably is looking for twenty five, twenty four. Yeah, term's going to be the yeah. biggest sticking point for that guy. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I I don't want him any more than three seasons. To be, I don't even want. I want him ideally like two seasons, because you've got so much in the pipeline when it comes to young guys and young guy infielders. You know, you're. Re- I'm really curious where Austin Martin falls in this. Um, does he play short? Does he play second? Does he play third? It's it's really weird. You know, like they 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 took a flyer on all these athletic guys so they could play all over the infield. Yet they're they're really just band aid fixes. You know, uh, I love Biggio as a player. I think he is a good Blue Jay player, but I don't know if he's a long term Blue Jay because not really cutting that third. The outfield's already crammed. You tried him at second, coming up through the minors. He's not really, he's not really at second base. So I don't, I don't know what the option is. You keep him to keep him. You keep him to kind of show Bichette the way. If you flip Bichette over, I, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. I like, I like him a lot, but I don't know if he's great for the team. If you keep him on a two-year deal at maybe twenty-four or twenty-three uh, season, and then you flip him at the deadline for something you might need, that might be an option. Yeah, see, I think we could get him to that type of number, but I feel at his age, he's going to be asking four or five, and some team is going to give him four years if he finishes off the season how he is. I don't yeah. want if I, I don't know if I want a four or five year contract with that guy right now. And you're right, I was saying at the start of the season I didn't want him to go, but but out of all the guys, Biggio is the guy I see leaving in a package because the money we have invested in the outfield, like you just said, it's oh boy. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Yeah. Um, I and I don't. I, it, it's it's real hard to to because Atkins is is pretty open with the media. He he lets a lot out, uh, but he doesn't sway too much from his plan. Shapiro's a little bit different though. Shapiro keeps a lot to himself. 
so every time I hear a conversation or interview with them, I can't really get a good bearing on what the next step of this team is. We, as fans, obviously like, you know, we like the offensive power. But the, the issue right now is pitching out. There are a couple pitchers in the pipeline, and I think they're just trying to buy some time to find out what happens with Nate Pearson. Uh, because when you if you, if Pearson is if Pearson is what he's projected to be projected to be yeah you already have uh, Manoa up and then you have let's say Ray and Ryu Ryu already looking like there's four really good starters right there plus you know whatever Stripling can give you whatever Mats can give you so does one of those guys move into the bullpen like I, I don't I don't know I don't I just feel like. There's a lot of like start and stop with this team right now, and that's what's really killing me. Which also brings me to my next point. You got anything <laughs> else to say? Uh, no, just going back quickly to George Springer, which you brought up before. I have complete faith in Chuck doing uh, batting order. I mean, the guy's been on point the whole season. That's not my concern at all. So uh, I'm cool with what he's going to do. I agree. I, I like I like the way he positions the batting order. I think I mean I think it's a little too right-handed heavy, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the next log jam for me is the catcher situation, and I want to get your opinion on it. Reese McGuire, cut by the team early in the offseason. He had that fiasco last year in the parking lot. I hate still bringing it up, but it should be talked about. Um, seemed to be like the hitting, uh, hitting protege that the Jays needed in the catcher position once Alexandro Kirk went down, Danny Jansen went down. I, I you know I didn't think I didn't think McGuire was going to get a good shake. Had a bunch of playing time, looked really good, possibly trade bait. The thing is, the guy went through the whole uh, being cut and going through waivers, and nobody touched him. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to trade him. Uh, he might be a piece added to another a bigger deal. But where do you really put the back catcher situation right now for the Toronto Blue Jays? A lot going on. Yeah, definitely a lot going on. I mean, they just talked about. Uh... Kirk is getting healthy. Like, he's going to be coming back. So I definitely see a trade happening. And I was going to say before, I, I could see Reese McGuire as the odd man out. I mean, he's kind of – you're right about nobody picked him up, but the way he's playing right now in a package, I definitely think that we could pick up an arm. And it's just – like, Kirk is um, – he was the catcher for – I think Bowden Francis or whatever. So, I mean, he's getting some solid reps and, and some good balls and there's some wins and, and he's looking good in the minors. So he's definitely ready to come up, but there's a bit of a log jam and Danny or Reese, I think one of them's going. You know, I, I wasn't a huge, I like Danny Jansen as a player. I don't love him as, I don't think he is your, I, let me rephrase this. I like Danny Jansen as a player. I don't think he is, of the caliber of some of the players on the team. So I think he's a really good, I think he's a major leaguer. Yeah. Where Kirk may or may not be a major leaguer. It's hard to say right now. You know, they rushed him up, they rushed him up really quickly and he was successful. So that tells me he was, he's ready to be up in the big leagues. Reese McGuire, odd man out. And not to, not to um, forget Riley Adams, who played really well when he was up too. You're looking at possibly three major league ready ready catchers, you're going to carry two guys no matter what. Carrying four guys, which is what the Jays did, is insane, and they did it. It didn't make any sense whatsoever, but it, it worked for the Jays. Kirk is healthy, ready to go, not playing. Jansen, he's the guy that they gave the ball to the glove to initially. I think he calls a really good game. I think he has really good relationships with the pitching staff. I think the pitching staff respects him, but his bat is so shit. Yeah, yeah, like point one six eight right now, people. Like, you know, he, he'll hit the odd home run. He, you know what he, he this is what he is. He's better than JP Air or yeah, JP Air Aaron Cibia. Oh yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Is it was it JP Aaron Cibia? Yeah. Don't do this to me now. It was yeah, Aaron. No, I, it's Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Cibia for sure. Is his last name? I can't remember. Yeah, the there name, you go. Whatever. Aaron Cibia yeah. would would find himself hitting home runs all the time. And then he went home run hunting and he struck out all the time. Danny Jansen isn't looking for home runs, but he'll, he'll, he'll run into a home run every now and then. But this guy isn't hitting triples. He's not hitting doubles. You know, like 
it's a home run, a walk, or a strikeout with this guy. And unfortunately, it's mostly strikeouts with Danny Jansen. And his bat just isn't there. It's heartbreaking. And I think when it comes to market value, I think the guy with the most upside, will, which will get you the best yield back, is Alex Kirk. I think Alex Kirk is the best trade bait on that on that roster. He's got the most upside. He can hit. His strike zone's about six inches big. Like, it's ridiculous. He's so short and pudgy. He's, you just want to give him a squeeze. But I think he gives you the most return on the market. Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, if it's me right now, I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking out of the three, Reese is going to be the one gone. I see Danny as kind of like a company man. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like yeah. the team really loves him. And you're right, the performance is not there. But he's a guy that's willing to uh, take what place he's given in the team and roll with it. So I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I want Kirk to be the one traded. And I know he is the most trade bait, but I, I would say it'd be Reese. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's I think Reese is gonna gonna be one of those guys that you you add him into a piece or he just stays on in the team. Uh, I, I don't see anyone looking for Danny Jansen. I think you know may, maybe Riley Adams might be a, I mean he might be like a bundled piece as well too. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Um, you just mentioned it. We're just coming off the All Star break. We had four Jays go to the All Star game. Mm-hmm. When you saw the lineup, it was so impressive. I mean, it makes you super proud as a, as a Blue Jay fan to see all these guys in the All Star game. What value do you put into the All Star game? Um, I mean, I don't know, man. It was definitely way better when we were younger. Like, it, it's just a marketing ploy. I I like that, especially for the Blue Jays and and to a lesser extent NBA the Raptors. It's the exposure that these guys are going to get because you know that Vladdy made some fans. Like with that totally. ball, like that homer was unreal. So there are going to be some people who just, you know, collect jerseys from any team. They're definitely going to pick up a Jays jersey. First off, do you like those all-star jerseys? Or at do you first, go back to the classic? At first, was not a fan. But when I saw them in action, I was like, I think I like them. I think they're, they're kind of a play on those classic Rockies jerseys, right? So, I you know, I didn't mind them. They were okay. They were, I mean, jerseys in the last five years – Especially like specialty jerseys, like these fucking stupid player weekend jerseys. Those are all fucking bullshit. I haven't seen one that have been pre- the Blue Jay double blue thing was. I don't know. It looked kind of looked too weird for me. Yeah. Yeah. To be to be honest, for me, the All Star Game is like I like I like what it does to your resume as a as a baseball player, but I don't give a shit about the game. Like I haven't watched the All Star Game in maybe ten years. Uh, I could check out the highlights. That bomb that Vladdy hit, that 468-footer, is super impressive. And winning the All-Star MVP and the talk that him and Springer had before he left, like that was all cool stuff. Yeah, that was great. You know, this is just, these are great stories. I need something more substantial. I need to be like, okay, cool. Now let's go on a 10-game winning streak or let's go on a 15-game run where we're doing something impressive. Because if not, it doesn't, it doesn't mean shit to me right now. I, I don't give a shit about like these little bullshit uh, all-star game nonsense it looks good on the resume when it says vladdy jr 15 time all-star cool yeah youngest says, MVP ever in the all-star game and it's yeah. the hall cool 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 world series zero okay cool like let's get a world series let's get a league mvp you know like i you know i i'm always amazed that the jays only have two mvps in the history of the club yeah. when you think of some of the absolute gems that they've had I mean, George Bell for the '80s was a, was a big power hitter, cool, but like, whatever. Josh Donaldson MVP in 2015. No, no World Series rings. Like, you need rings to be respected. That's bottom line. Yeah, it's kind of crazy too. That kind of I know there was a bit of off years, but '84 to '93, like there should have been at least one other. You would think back to back World Series, but hey, whatever. Yeah, like Roberto Alomar, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's in trouble right now. You know, and I mean, very rarely are you going to find a second baseman who wins MVP. But inc- incredible stats across the board. Um, you had like, you had uh, Roy Halladay. I mean, like, okay, pitchers rarely win MVPs as well. But Roy Halladay, I mean, one of our generation's top premier pitchers. Um, even like guys like Vernon Wells. I mean, okay, fine, Vernon Wells gold glove winner, silver slugger winner, but maybe not MVP caliber, maybe, but, you know, you, there's still a possibility there. There's some serious guys, like, that could have won MVP for the Jays. Paul Molitor, I mean, they're, anyways, whatever. There's Aren't definitely some guys TV? that could have gone. I was, What's I, that? 
love Delgado as a kid. I want Delgado, him. yeah, another guy too. Yeah, big bat too. You know what's funny too about the All Star game? I I did actually love every All Star game as a kid, but now I look at it, and when Vladdy chooses not to do the home run derby for rest, I'm like, fucking right, take the seat. <laughs> Get ready for the Jays season. You don't need this bullshit. And when I think like that, that's my real thought on the All-Star game. And, and I mean, I think, uh, to be honest, I think he got robbed last year, too. You know, like. Oh, yeah. What did he hit, like, some, like, 87 home runs or something in the in the game? Like, it was insane. All right. Uh, so we talked about catcher death. Okay. Uh, we're looking now a month before the trade deadline. We know the Jays need arms. But at what cost? Do you see anybody on the outs with this team? Like I said before, I don't think that the Jays are going to make a massive deal or sign one of these massive players that people are throwing out the names because the market's going to be a little bit nuts, it seems. I think that these deals that they've already made, bringing in reclamation projects and just bringing in extra arms, I think they're going to continue that process this year. So I'm thinking you're going to see kind of Rowdy Telez type deals. I don't think you're going to see any of our big names leaving right now like i'd be surprised i definitely think a catcher's going so i'm gonna say reese mcguire possibly on the outs um but yeah i think you're just gonna see a couple of reliefs and and maybe a starter that's like more of a veteran guy i the the guys i can see possibly moving goriel hernandez um one one of one or two of the catcher catchers that we mentioned and I honestly think it's going to either be Kirk or McGuire. I think, again, I don't think Jansen had, there's much of a market for Jansen. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I think they might move a pitcher. And I think they might move a pitcher as a, as a package deal, probably for another pitcher. Um, I can see uh, roster Strickling get, being moved. I can see a possibility of uh, possibly like a guy like a, a Tim Meza or even possibly a Dolis. Like, I know that Dolis is like, Right now he's in the doghouse, right? Because he's just he's just so shit right now. But there is a a lot of him that that was good. So I think that he he could possibly move and maybe be an upgrade. You know, maybe maybe they send him to like Seattle. Like, I don't know. It all depends on how Seattle's month is because they're still in it. But if they end up shooting the bed this month before the deadline and decide, hey, we're gonna try again for next year, you could see a guy like Ken Giles come back to the Jays. I think it's a possibility, and I, I think they 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 didn't give him a, a fair shake in the off season. I don't know if it was a money issue, but I think it's a possibility because at the end of the day, he's a legit guy that can throw. He's a, he, he had a, one of 24 blown save opportunities as a J last season. I, I, I think it might be a good fit to try to get him back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're on the real uh, train here, eh, of former Jays coming back to this team. That's your thing right now. You know what? I, you, I think it's because... Yeah, you, you they let him walk. Unfinished business. Yeah, unfi- un Jay's twenty twenty one. Unfinished business. Let's go. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Yeah, go go ahead. No, I I just if we're finished on possible trades, I want to just talk about the upcoming schedule. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. So we're looking at the Jays coming up. Uh, this is middle of July. We have Texas for three games followed by three games against Boston, one day off, three games against Mets, and then four against Boston, and ending the month of July with a three-game series with Kansas City. The schedule is insane. Of what I've just read off, not including today and yesterday, which are days off, they basically go three weeks with only one day off. This is grind time for the Jays. They, They have a couple guys coming back within the next 10 days. I'm really worried about this team staying healthy over this stretch. Yeah, it's been a long run. I mean, right now they're just waiting on the federal government to fucking tell us if we can come back and play. So that's got to be weighing on them as well. But yeah, these are big games coming up. Like, so the Texas series, right? It's Ray, Ryu, and then Matt, which is perfect because Manoa, Stripling, and Ray will be against the Sox. So they're going to give us kind of the best pitching order that we're going to get out of these games. But we definitely have to win that Texas series like that. If, if we come out and don't win that fucking series, I am going to be texting you some profanities. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they, they need to sweep Texas. I, they need to sweep Texas because the Boston series, if, if they win one, lose two, they need those points there. The Mets series is interesting for me because 
let me see. Is it? They are away for the Mets. So, so you're going to be looking at whoever's pitching at that point, which probably be Ryu, um, Ray, and and Stripling. If that's going to be the case, at least Ryu's got four or five years for, with the Dodgers where he, he took bats. You know, like other than that, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that that series plays out. And then you're you're back at um, you're back against Boston, which is going to be a really tough, tough series. It's a four game banger. Um, and then Kansas City's kind of shit this year, so maybe they can uh, sweep some wins out of there. So I'm looking really at out of this Indians, Indians right now. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. You have sixteen games ending this ending this month. Okay. Um, I I really feel like they they need to win ten games out of this stretch. I, that's what they need to do. I think. Oh, absolutely! They need to be ten and six. Like that's no doubt. I'm looking right now, right? So you're right. So sweep the range. Red Sox is. We got to win, hopefully, at least one of those Red Sox series. And then, yeah, the Royals, if you could try to pick up. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, literally, this whole Boston series is going to decide these 16 games. Like, these Jays, they definitely... Like, if we, if we can win some of those Red Sox games going into the Royals, I will be a very, very happy man because that's four games. I want us to at least split that series. If we can split the Red Sox, that last Red Sox series, and then go into the Royals winning, okay. So, if here's the other crazy thing about the Boston series is that's the last time they see them all season, which yeah. means if they end up going against Boston in a wild card series, You'll have more or less two months where you haven't seen this team and trades, whatever injuries. This might be a different Boston team. Yay. This might be a different Jays team if they were to meet in the playoffs. So you really need to fuck Boston in the ass. No lube, no rubber. Make it count. Don't kiss them in the back of the neck and just send them on their way. You really need to rape them because if not, it's going to come back and haunt you. They're, I mean, six games behind, you have a chance to win seven games against them. Yeah, you do the math. That's easy math, man. Yeah, I mean these ten games are gonna be massive. Didn't I just see too that the Boston Yankees game was postponed? Like they got yeah, COVID. Yeah, Yeah. which is uh, great. What the All Star game? Yeah, well, it was. um, So uh, the the the, um, Yankees player that had COVID, apparently, yeah, no uh, no symptoms. So uh, asymptomatic, but still, they're postponing the game. This is the first outbreak too. Uh, uh, all season for Major League Baseball. So it's a big deal there, too. So Yeah, I think everything's fine. I'm just like, so I don't want this to impede this whole bullshit with the Canadian government bringing Toronto back. Like, that's that's my worry. Uh, it's, right now, with the way that the Delta variant is destroying the U.S., no, their numbers are doubling daily because of this new variant. And, you know, like, some people just aren't smart and don't realize, like, just because you got the two shots that cover most of COVID – it does not really help you with the Delta variant. It's a low percentage. It gives you about 26% safety against the Delta variant. So, you know, Gary, for your third shot, people, it's going to happen. Delta variant coming soon. Um, moving on, just to look at August and September before we get into the great month of October and the possible playoff run for the Jays. Yep. You have four, was it, four games against Cleveland. Um before you see Boston again, and then you have you bounce off to the West Coast for a little bit, and then you come back and play some Central Division rivals like Detroit and Chicago White Sox. I really feel like the month of August can be a make or break for this Jays team. We'll, we'll obviously be covering our July, uh, the rest of July in a couple weeks. I don't know if, if the Jays can make it relatively healthy out of that big, painful stretch of 16 games. That month of August, they have the the second half of the month they have basically off. I think they can do it. I think that they can make a really good run out of this month. And maybe that's what they're gearing up to. Maybe with Springer finally healthy, a possible trade where you're where you're gonna see Corey Crawford out in the outfield. Sorry, I don't know why I keep calling him Corey Crawford. Corey Dickinson out in the outfield. Um, this team could become lethal. They could become lethal. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, we're definitely be gonna we're definitely gonna have more to talk about in August because I'm looking at the schedule that you just brought up, right? So Detroit, Mariners, those are massive wins that we need going into this season. And if these guys can get any kind of semblance of just kind of knowing 
the future of this season, knowing where their home's going to be, where they're going to play. And these guys coming back from injury because we need to stay healthy because there, there's that little bit of luck that we've kind of hit with the injury bug. And we just need to keep rolling. This is such a massive, like, oh boy. And we play what? Nationals too. We play the Angels. Yeah. And well, we're closing out the closing out the month with the White Sox, the Tigers, and then boom, the or so Tigers and Orioles for the last what five days? Yeah. Two. The uh, the the series of games that I have circled that the ones I actually want to watch um, will be the four games against the Angels because that is going to be the battle of this year's MVP, yeah. Vladdy versus Shomi Otani. I I'm so excited for that because I think it's going to be a Trout Harper thing where they're going to trade off home runs in, in innings like that. I think it's there's a lot of really cool, I guess, a battle of the, the, the baseball's best right now. I'm curious if Tony's going to pitch. I'd love to see him pitch, to be honest. I, I've almost watched none, no highlights or no games of him pitching. I've seen some of the monster jams he's hit. But, yeah, I'd be curious. I would like to see uh, Vladdy, Otani, four games. It's going to be – it's a doubleheader in – excuse me, Buffalo or possibly Toronto at that time, followed by two games in L.A., which is kind of crazy that they're going to go all back-to-back with those games. Doubleheader, then fly out to the West Coast to play two games there, and then head up to Seattle. Yeah, it's actually crazy, too, the the possible MVP showdowns. And how similar our teams and records are right now. Like, we just said, what, 45-42 for the Jays, fourth? Angels are 45-44 in the fourth. And fourth. There you go. Uh, yeah. So... Crazy. I'm definitely going to be tuning into those games, buddy. And I always love just a good Detroit shit kicking as well. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy to think like before our time, but in the 80s, the Tigers and the Jays had some battles. And uh, but like in modern relevance, other than Daniel Norris, yeah. has the Jays and Tigers ever even cared? No, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I've been to so many kind of Jays and Detroit games. I don't even know why. I've been to a bunch of Seattle versus Jays and Detroit versus Jays. So those two teams, I've just always enjoyed it. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Bob, let's close off this edition of Jays. Um, where, where, where do you really want to see the Jays next time we meet up? Right now, where they're like three or four games above 500 right now. Where would you like to see them? Where could you see them? I'm going to keep notes on this one because I'm very curious to revisit this. So what do you mean overall for the month of August? Like what they're... Give, give me an idea. Right now they're 45 and 42. Where, where do you see their record come the next... Come like the end of July? Okay, and that was what? 16 games. I am going to take... Oh, boy... Screw it! I'm gonna do it. The ten and six record. That's what they're going next. You want you want ten and six? I'm gonna so you, I'm gonna take the odds you gave me. All right. So all you right. got them going uh, fifty five and forty eight. Um, they need to really show. Good. They need to show what they're worth against this Red Sox team right now. Okay. If, if you want to be a playoff team, and we're one of these the youngest teams, if not the youngest team age wise in the MLB, and and coming off this massive All Star game, all the attention it brings, the MVP talk, how they're rolling, yeah, they this needs to be a ten and six. Okay. I want to be buzzing uh, next episode. Let's go. Listen, I'm on board for that. You know I am, and you know I always shoot hard, but I'm actually going to take a, a page from your book. I'm going to take. A, I'm going to play it safe. I think the Jades are going to play. 500 baseball because I've been done all season. Yeah. Eight and eight, ending at a 53 and 50, and still in the same spot they've been all season at the 500 club, baby. I really, really hope not. But truthfully, I'm kind of doing we're, we're doing the role reversal. I'm kind of shooting the stars. That's exactly it. Fix, because conservatively, I did want to go the 500, knowing how this team because. Yeah, they kind of ended before the All-Star break. Like, those were nice games to watch. No real complaints from me. But, like, let's see how this goes moving forward. Yeah, I, I really I really wanted to see them come out of this All-Star game guns blazing. I want to see them hyped for the second half of the season. They need their bats to carry them. And if that's the case, let's go. Like, you know, you got maybe three of the hottest hitters in baseball. Excuse me, with Guerrero. Semyon and possibly Bichette. Um, Teo has been almost invisible all season. 
The guy needs to wake the fuck up. You're the yeah. defending silver slugger. You yeah. need to go, all right? Goriel's having a pretty decent season, but would love to see him impress me. Um, Biggio's been pretty decent since coming back from injury. You know, he's kind of hitting, he's kind of like your second half of the order, get on base guy. He needs to do that. And Springer needs to go. Like, I mean, not go. He needs to get going. He needs to be the $150 million largest contract in Blue Jay history guy. He needs to impress people. I don't even need jacks from him. I need doubles. Springer, I need you to hit me three doubles a game. Let's go. Yeah, no kidding. Like, I mean, he's a great player. I, I totally agree with you. He needs to get going because they added him to an already solid kind of outfield. And when you're making that much money, you definitely need to be better than the .198 or whatever he's batting right now. I know he's coming back from injury. But I'm going to be hopeful. And I'm going to tell you right now, with this 10-6 and six record, I'm saying they're sweeping Texas. And if not, then after that series, I'm just going to text you they're going fucking 5-11 and 11 or something. I'll be so proud. Well, stay tuned and listen up for the next Blue Jay edition, Ba. It's been sweet. I know by the time you guys are listening to this, we already have nothing but miss up on the network. Listen, baby, what's going to happen? Like, bust your nut. Are the, are the Bucks going to come back in this, or is it sends in... Suns in six. Okay, spoiler alert. I'm on the Bucks winning game seven. Milwaukee Giannis. They're going to take it home. That episode was an absolute blast. You guys got to check it out. And uh, the next episode is going to be the season finale, season one of Nothing But Miss, and it's going to be a banger too. Excellent. I love it. I'm excited. Uh, have you guys already started to queue up the next Mustard Run? Oh, yeah, everybody, I, I'm on their asses right now. They better finish those movie reviews. I chose some beauties. Little Christian Bale movie, Hostiles. My brother has yeah. been on my ass to watch it for years. I'm finally going to watch it. It's a Western. And I picked, between you and I, I picked an absolute terrible fucking movie. This soccer movie that's supposed to be one of the worst movies of all time, so I can't wait. Is it Ben and like Beckett? Ben, no. Ben and like Beckett? Dude, it's called, like, Da 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 goal or some crazy <laughs> it's some weird it's like half Bollywood, half Hollywood. We're going with it. Okay, I'm interested. I'm interested. <laughs> the last thing I want to ask you, Ba. Yeah. We're looking at the offseason for the Toronto Maple Leafs after a very disappointing playoffs, but a very impressive regular season. It looks like we're going back to our regular alignment in the off in the new season. We probably have a Jay-Z edition after the Seattle draft slash the start of free agency. The news came out today that the Jay, uh, sorry, the, the Leafs have given Zach Hyman permission to talk to other teams. Yep. Is Zach Hyman gone? I think he's gone. We do not you do not give this guy six, six and a half million with the way that you've structured this team. I know people don't want to leave podcasts right now, but he's worth the money. He's worked his ass off. I hope Hyman gets the money, but no, this team cannot afford it. And guess what? Because we're losing Kerfoot, because we'll probably lose Freddie, because we'll lose Hyman, we're going for Gabriel Landeskog, baby. That's going to be our <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Another captain. Let's go. Hell yeah. He, More he, leadership. That's what we need. More leadership. TA. Are you kidding me? I can't believe people are going nuts already. I uh, First of all, there's no way the abs let him walk. They've got a ton of captains. You know what fucking freaks me out? I saw it today. I was so curious on like other teams and their cap space. Do you know how much fucking money Boston has ready to spend? Yeah. And it's, I can't they just signed Carlo too, which is unreal. Well, I, I thought for sure they were gonna be able to keep him because I think he was so restricted. Of course. Uh, the Bruins have twenty four million dollars in cap space. I hate that fucking if, game so much. If you want to talk about teams that are going to make some noise this offseason, the fucking – first of all, there was a rumor that Taylor Hall was going to uh, possibly take 750K and play for the Leafs for one season. Which no, he's going to sign a, with Boston. He's going to sign with Boston. He, they're going to give him $8 million. He's going to take it. Yeah. And he's going to play in Boston. And don't be surprised if Freddie Anderson becomes a Boston Bruin in the offseason. Don't be surprised. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, wow. See, everything I've heard and what I, I thought he was going to be going to Pittsburgh because Berkey definitely wanted a playoff uh, experience goaltender. Boston. Freddie, do not go to Boston. You heard here first, folks. Jay's edition. We talk oh. hockey sometimes. Oh, God damn it. Why would you put that? <laughs> Anyways, in? Bob, what I was trying to say is, 
in a couple weeks, maybe we'll record the first leaf edition of 2022, but not really 2022. It's actually still 2021 for the 2022 season. Oh man, if you want to go through that torture again, yeah, I, I guess I'll join you. I got to see how this the next couple weeks shake down, man. I'm so curious. I mean, it, lo- it looks like they want to ice the exact same team from last year with the re-signings already. Um, but I'm I'm so curious to see where this next move is for the J of the Leafs. I'm so curious. So I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a post Kraken expansion because that's when the real plans are going to start for this offseason. Yeah, man, I'm in. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a long one. I thought this was going to run half an hour. We doubled up on that projection. Go Jays, go! Let's Ooh. make this push, baby. Come on, don't you want it? Yeah, ten and six, boys. Let's go for the playoff, young guns. Take us home.